Welcome to <laughs> welcome to episode 70 of the Misery Loves Maddie podcast. Yay. This week we discuss <laughs> Twin Flame University, Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> P90X. P90X. Badly run establishments in Los Angeles. And everything stand-up comedy that we know. And I may or may not have left my job. (laughs) Tune in live. Ooh. Like and subscribe. Check out my Patreon and share with a friend. Thanks for watching. How's my hair look? Looks great. Great. Looks so good. I like how the headphones make it so wide. <laughs> I know. Uh... Your head is like a foot long. <laughs> okay. Hey. Yay. Wow. Welcome back to the Movie Love Oh, that's right. a fun voice I never heard. You've never heard that before? No, I haven't. <laughs> Never heard of that. It's a great one. It was a fun voice. Yeah. Okay. We do fun voices only. Once a month, we do fun voice day. Yeah, in the bedroom. I go, you want that? <laughs> She's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's really hot. It's hot? It's oh, I hot. thought you meant it here. I was like, no, it's like, turns me on. It's erotic. Yeah. Yet yeah, fun. Hmm. You guys should try. Spice up the bedroom with fun voice. <laughs> it's a different version of dirty talking. Uh, yeah, it's silly talking. Silly talking. It's not dirty. It could be dirty, though. It's a great way to turn you off. Yeah, in case you're having too much sex and you're like, we got to shut this down. <laughs> try. We got to shut this down. <laughs> we're silly talking. Yeah, we're silly talking. We're doing something silly. Well... We, this is our, it's, you know, we do dry January every year, and it is not January yet. It's so. wet December, baby. <laughs> so cheers. Um, mm. ASMR. Mm. Ooh, this is very sweet. <sighs> this is very strong. <laughs> Can't wait to drive. Oh, beep, God. Beep. <laughs> he always says that, and he says it on stage, too. Because I mean it. Comedy is the truth, Mandy. <laughs> oh, I learned that about your fart joke. Well, you learned that about my farts. <laughs> <laughs> Not just the jokes. Oh, yeah, I get it, because you said the fart jokes. I'm really bad. I listen back to podcasts I'm on, and I'm like, I don't listen to the other person. This is why I'm very excited to announce that his podcast will be coming back next year. In January 2025. <laughs> Uh, in January 2025, he will learn to listen better. I will listen to my guests. It's embarrassing. Like, you literally just said, like, your fart jokes, and I go, more of my farts. <laughs> I think what you're doing is in your head, you're thinking about the next thing before listening to what I'm saying. That's very, I hear where you're going with it, and that's where my joke department goes, let's go. We're typing <laughs> out the jokes like it's a late night writer. When you did improv, was this a problem? Did you always uh, think out your scene before doing it? No. No, it's pretty good. I mean, I just sometimes I get excited. <laughs> I get excited. <laughs> no, I, sh- I need to just listen. 
it's bad, but it's embarrassing. Like even when I had guests on my podcast, I it was just like cringe where they would be, they'd say something and I would just completely not respond to them correctly. <laughs> correctly, I would, I would say something, but I wouldn't reply correctly. So podcasting definitely does teach you how to wait and let the other person finish it's and polite. then you're talk. so you're so polite with me oh wow whenever we eat dinner i'm just like <laughs> she's like i'll wait till he's done is it are you done yeah, you say. <laughs> we have a big announcement though yep i'm pregnant <laughs> I like she it. went boo in my <laughs> silly, <laughs> silly, dirty talking. And that's how you make a silly baby. Yeah. She went, ooh, I'm wearing a condom. And I'm like, ooh, what? Oh. Uh. No, I think it's it, we're in the clear to announce your work thing. Yeah. Because it's official now. I'm firing myself. <laughs> I told my boss, hey, I'm, no, I'm quit. I'm leaving again. I left last summer. And then they asked me to go back for my, my day was pretty free. I think we... Thought I could juggle both. I was, you know, things were on the up and up, and it was only supposed to be for a short window. Which at the time I remember, I was thinking about it today. They're like, just come back to run this project to be like three months. I go, all right, that's all I'm doing. And then you kind of let your foot off the gas with comedy, and I was making money there. And I'm like, well, comedy's not really, you know, it's. I was we were going on the road doing all fun stuff, so I just decided to keep staying and then it took like th- you know what 10 months later for me to be like oh i'm not doing comedy because i'm there mm-hmm. and it just got too much so finally leaving breaking the chain <laughs> probably need to be back in another f- year no i won't i really won't i won't go back i'm actually at the point where i'm like i want to be broke i know i can work that job it sounds a weird to say but it's like i know i can always go back to construction at a good job it's like cosplaying like a starving artist <laughs> where I'm like, ooh, I can't afford lunch. And then I then a day later, I'm hungry. I'm like, can I come in for a couple hours? And you could not be broke. I can't be broke. I literally think at night where I told my boss today, we were talking and I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, the good thing is I'm frugal, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's just crazy, you know, and I saved money. And, but I was like, I need that. I go, I meet other comics and we meet comics where they're like, I have a thousand dollars to my name. And I'm like, how do you sleep at night? I sleep pretty well. Well, you got daddy over here. (laughs) You're like, I sleep well. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, I've, uh, I've talked to my brother about this before, but how like it's, I know it's 2024, but I do think like, as a woman, you do have a little bit less stress about money compared to a male. Uh, in what scenario? Like in, a relationship scenario or just in general? In general. Like you can Why do you think just that? hook up with a guy with tons of money and it could be set. But a guy rarely does that as much as girls do that. It still happens I'm glad the you're time. finally saying this because if I said those words, we'd hear... <laughs> We'd see a glow from outside and it's women with burnt pitchforks being like, he's in there. I mean, it's in the back of every woman's head. Like, Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say 100%. Women have it easier when you date. Like, I feel like it's, I mean, I don't know if it's hereditary or because our, I mean, I feel like I have to provide, not saying you don't or a woman, but it's like. I'm like, I need to make money and do this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Now, does a girl take advantage of that? 
<laughs> I'll let you answer that part. I don't. But I mean, I don't know. For me, money aside, who makes what? I just know from my me personally to be sane and have any sort of a uh, normal day without completely going off the deep end. I need to know that I'm like good. Me and Mike were talking about this because I told him I was gonna you know leave my job and he's like i don't know why you didn't do it sooner you have money and i'm like i come from the cut like the i'm cut from the cloth where it's like i need a plan in place which is i know terrible for entertainment because that these people just take these leaps of faith but you I need a like, leap with a plan but we yeah exactly i need a plan and also like we said on the couch there i was like comedy like it will drain you like you can be doing this for years and years and nothing's working. So in a way, you have to fund yourself to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. So I look – people think I'm being safe for now. I'm like, no, I'm building money so in a year from now where he thinks something hasn't broke off yet, I have another five-plus months where maybe it's like – maybe you have nothing leading You know, when you're working really hard and month one through 12, nothing happens – and then it's month 13 that pops off, but you only had enough money to get you to through month 10. I look at it as like Pac-Man characters when you play right. and then you get the extra little life. Yours is such a more fun example of mine. I'm like, <laughs> you get your Excel and your, it's your dividends and you get your broker involved and you're like Pac-Man. And I'm because like, you get an extra life and now you have all these lives stacked up, you know, where you can go play longer. No, Exactly. That's but, why we have to do silly talk in the bedroom because I'm too serious. And she's like, let's do silly because I'm like, do you like intercourse? <laughs> I get too – I like money though. It excites me. Yeah, you're good with money. I just like the fun of like, oh, if I get a lot of this, things are better. It's weird being in like a position like me where I've never had like a big salary. Mm-hmm. Like I've always just been hustling so that I could do stand-up. But what you did is smart so that you have the savings where you can take off. For a length of time. I think that savings is actually a symptom of my brain of like being this weird frugal money hoarder though. Like where everyone's like, you have a nice savings. You can go spend it now. I'm like, you don't realize my brain doesn't want to spend a dime of that. That makes sense. I've said this a million times on the podcast with multiple people and everyone agrees. The less money you have, the more you want to spend because it's like anxiety. It's like, da. The more money you have, the less you want to spend. I don't want to spend anything <laughs> i have to make myself we have to have days where i go buy new shoes and like <laughs> i'm not like gonna walk around i'm very self-aware where it's like i'm not gonna look like trash but my outfits do get to a point where i'm like there's stains on every shirt i own <laughs> and then i'm wearing the one with the smallest stain and i'm like yeah i should probably go spend some money that happened while we were in a hotel room getting ready for a show where you noticed your all your clothes had oil. i always get oil on me <laughs> It's not like like a crummy thing that can dry up. It's always this like oil that requires heat and water. I'm just explaining a, dry, a washing machine. <laughs> heat, water, and a spin cycle. But yeah, I get pretty gross. Uh, I did want to tell you that um, since this is your second time quitting, the first time you got balloons and a card, this time... Something bigger. <laughs> bigger and better. <laughs> Can't wait till it's the ninth time I quit, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just quitting for the balloons in the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Celebration Cheesecake. If you haven't had it, best cheesecake. Best cheesecake by far. Let's get an image of that right here. Wow, look at it. 
Look at that. I can almost taste it. Uh, that is the best cheesecake. It is Because it's a hybrid cheesecake. cake cheesecake. Oh, if you guys want to get someone a surprise on their birthday or any celebration. I'm going to interject with my pet peeve, and I just thought of it, and it was not my, my weekly wiener, but I thought of it, and it's more of a wiener. Okay. It's people who trash Cheesecake Factory can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I'm so sick of people saying that place is shitty, it's dumpy, this, that, and the other. First off, if you think it's dumpy because, like, families and people who aren't, like, bougie go there, you're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Think about this. You are you need, like, the environment and the bougie lifestyle to f- fill some fucking void with that you have. But pound for pound, I will n- never believe that somebody can sit down there, eat their food, and be like, this isn't good. We've done Cheesecake Factory Filthy, nasty, fucking dirty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah brown bread mm, in my ass. All the butter. Uh, bread I don't like refills. the brown bread. It's fine. It's perfect because I eat the brown. He, he eats the white. Yes. <laughs> Maybe he loves the brown. People yeah. hating Cheesecake Factory is a great wiener. I love Cheesecake Factory oh so God. much. It's our I, favorite place to go. We've probably talked about it every episode. Bang for on. your buck. Good portions. Environment. We love the bar area. The bar area is just chill. You don't have to like get all dialed up. We've never done this. This I guess we have when we went to the one in Glendale that time after our massages, which I was just oily <laughs> eating a burger in 95 degree weather. I was like, this is legitimate torture. But it wasn't Cheesecake Factory's fault. It was that damn uh, masseuse you bring me to. They put fucking olive oil <laughs> on my body like I'm a piece of chicken. Oh, it was hot. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> I literally was just like, you ever feel oily like because you just didn't shower? And met times up by like 50 and then we're eating a burger outside. Yeah, that was that was definitely on us. Yeah. So anyways, that was my wiener. I just uh, I had to get that out there. I thought of a good wiener that I've been holding on to for an episode. Yeah, mine. Hey. <laughs> 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 All right. Sorry. Is that your impression of a white uh, male comic? Perhaps. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is every male comic after he gets 10,000 more followers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's like Jamie Kennedy and Malibu's Most Wanted. You're like, what is going on with like <laughs> they when wish. people get fame and they just like think they now get this like they – they're like Pokemon where they hit like a new level where they get to do new things. And then every white guy after a while is like, <laughs> they're like, no, I'm I'm doing it satirically. I'm like, no, you're doing it seriously. It's bizarre. It is really weird. Anyways, um, the wiener you're holding on to. So the wiener that I'm holding on to that we've talked about a bunch is when you go get an appetizer somewhere <laughs> and the portion size is always an mm. odd number. Always an odd number. Oh, okay. Everywhere. Everything. Yeah, that's bullshit. What a weird thing. Why was it why do they do that? Do they do that so you order two portions? Perhaps. That's a bit that's just a lazy thing, because then we're splitting one and a half and it's just like, you know, give us an extra. Toy ties egg rolls. Yeah. Every single place. Every time. Every place. I thought you were gonna say, which I think is another one on top of that, is when the happy hour size is just like violently smaller. <laughs> violently. To the point where you're like, what the fuck is this? The the hummus at shithole electric owl. Oh my God. We're just exposing LA right now. <laughs> That's my new podcast, Exposing LA. <laughs> A journey through the issues of LA. I also hate when happy hours are like a dollar off draft beers. 
You're like, keep or they, your fucking dollar. Well, no, they don't. Remember at Volcano exposing LA. <laughs> They, on sunset <laughs> they had the menu and i go they they list all the prices like i guess that's good i go what's the regular one they go the vodka soda was like ten dollars the regular one's 11 i go wow <laughs> i go i'll pay the extra dollar for you to not be in it piss me off oh uh, that's funny that place that happy hour that you're basically just ordering their food but i mean inflation food wise inflation across the board volcanoes prices went up on their happy hour i mean i used to go there and a, f- a baked crab hand roll was what five fifty, and then now you go there, it's like ten dollars. My haircut. Went I was up. gonna say your haircut. That's a good ween. I mean, in a weird way, I told her I was like, I'm gonna pay you the same, and it's fine. But <laughs> well, because I tip, and it's still technically more. So I give her forty five, even though the haircut's now forty dollars. This costs forty dollars. Look how gross I look. <laughs> she does a good job, but I'm just saying, like you know, everything's going up. It's just, I get gas goes up and down, but I think people do it. And we've seen this where that place, La Piazza at the Grove, exposing LA. <laughs> we went there. We used to go there when we first started dating. Mm. Um, I still think about the time we were there drinking. We heard Lionel Richie's song, and it gave me the idea for the vibrator video. Oh, Remember yeah. I was like, this is the song for my vibrator. And, and then I made it, and it went... It went bananas, um, <laughs> but that place we used to go there. We were I was doing P ninety XN, which we started, which we can talk about. But we'd go there, have a drink, and then we'd get the calamari with the shrimp. And it was like twenty, but what was it like fifteen, twenty bucks? Yeah, it was like fifteen. Add the shrimp twenty. Well, and then we, I was like, oh, I'm gonna bring my mom there. It's a fountain, everything. It's nice. We go there, we sit down. It was what like what was it, it was insane. It like was 30, like thirty five forty for an appetizer. I mean, and I. My mom wanted to pay it, and I was like, I refuse (laughs) to let you get gouged by these pieces of shit because I was going to be too self-conscious. She would have spent like $300 at that dinner, like if not more. And So where did we go? Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) It's like one of those – it's like one of those interventions where I was like, I was up my last dollar. (laughs) <laughs> at the end of Wolf of Wall Street when he's like remember he gives a speech to the woman and he's like she couldn't rub two pennies between her fingers she was you know she's like I love you you were there to give me money this is what that's that was the, it that's we gotta do that meme with how people put titles over movie scenes now with <laughs> uh, it's gonna say Us Cheesecake Factory yes oh, I love it um, that reminded me we talked about a, we talked to a server about inflation remember oh yeah do you wanna say the, the little fun fact this guy told us it's not even his it's not even him it was at barney's beanery exposed LA. <laughs> he told us that uh we got a list of places that are about to get attacked i hope some of you guys live in la yeah please listen um it was about the portion size yeah. right so they didn't change they they didn't necessarily raise the price of the food but they they give you less than what they yes. used to. What the f- no? What- Cheesecake Factory did do that though. Their portions are still huge, but they are less they're, huge. They're they used to give you like a plate of like pasta, and it was like, okay, guys. I mean, would you fucking <laughs> dump the box in? I mean, like it was almost comically big. Now for us, like we can split the the shrimp scampi. It's very good, mm-hmm. uh, and it's fine. I mean, I feel we like back in the day, I feel like back in the day, like you used to get something and it was just like too much. But well, my mom always tells me and she told you, <laughs> I also 
you, she told you this fact, but how airlines, it's like a, the same kind of thing. Someone like told one airline, like if you take away. Oh, like a, the peanuts, the, you save millions or whatever. Yeah. And then, then they just like took away eventually everything. Spirit's like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> like you ain't getting shit. <laughs> what a ballsy move they, for them. They blindfold everyone. They go, $5 to see other things. <laughs> it's so funny how like people can make these crazy moves and changes and we still do it. I mean, it, well, it's not that we still we have to. I mean, look at fucking Instagram now, where you, or TikTok now has like a TikTok shopping where it's like you swipe by accident and you're in like a fucking. It almost looks like Amazon now. Really? I mean, it's like every three swipes, it's an ad. They are trying to pump products to you. I mean, it's just like literally everything is just like money, like driven by money or draining people of more money. Yeah. That's insane. Like you can't. Oh. What is the last thing you can do? Where I'm like, for fuck's sake, they're gonna start charging people to go to parks, which even in LA, Lewis County Park exposed. <laughs> it costs money to go to the park there. Which park? The one on the way to the airport. You know, like as you go to La Cienega, and that turns into that really fast part, and you go up and over the hill. Mm-hmm. If you get off one of those little like exit looking things, there's it's Lewis Con Park, and that's where during COVID, me and People would go play frisbee golf, and we we were go. There is a free day, but then we went a few other times. They're like, "Yeah, it's ten bucks." I'm like, "What the fuck?" Damn, just a park in L.A. That's crazy. That is messed up. I swear to God, it's gonna get worse. It is. So it's a perfect time to quit your job. Yeah, I can't wait to just you know, <laughs> walk out my door and get taxed for the sidewalk. <laughs> They're like you've walked. Uh... And then you gotta tip everybody more now. You're just, I mean, you walk out the door, you're just bleeding money. Yeah. That's insane. It's tough. It's also tough, like, keeping up. Like, I first of all, I've never been good at keeping up with trends because I'm not, like, that good with fashion. And I always wonder, like, how do these girls, these, like, fashionistas keep up with everything because you're constantly having to buy new new styles i mean they're just broke and they piss all their money away in clothes i'm so jealous of them yeah i I mean (laughs) half the time i see shit that's like seems cool and then i mean sometimes you'll see like a piece of clothing like oh it's pretty cool and then you buy something that's like 10 notches less flashy than it and i still don't want to wear it because i'm like i can't do this there's a t-shirt in the closet there's a few t-shirts when we went to urban outfitters i was Urban Outfitters all jacked up, like, let's get these shirts, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And then I put it on in the bathroom with the door shut. I'm like, I can't wear this shirt. Yeah, you haven't worn, like, three of them. Yeah, I'm just scared. <laughs> I just, like, I mean, I don't want – I shit on guys that are my age and older who, like, dress like little boys too much to, like <laughs> – And I go, oh, you're going to go against your whole belief system. And I don't want to wear it. And I still think it looks dumb. So I kind of justifying why – I think I'm overreacting. Like that blue one, it's a cool color, but it's just like it's one of those T-shirts that fit like very bizarre, where the like arms are super baggy, and it's like, why? I'm like, that's like a Kanye West shirt. I'm like, I can't do that. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know, but but back to the quitting the job thing. Mm-hmm. It's the craziest thing. Like now we're so into it, like into stand up that. We're able to, like, have a bigger picture of what's going on with, like, every single part of it pretty much. At least definitely in the scene. Right. But one of the main things is, like, if you're going to make it, 
Is that you? That was my frog throat. <laughs> you have to wet me or I'm going to die. <laughs> Did you hear that? That was absolutely disgusting. He was like, <laughs> babe, am I doing this silly noise? <laughs> am I doing it right? Um, my dad's a frog. Mm, <laughs> so I never met him. I like this. I catch a fucking fly on my tongue. Oh, God. Anyways, so we've realized that why he's quitting is like you have to put in so much time. And it's not like a thing where you can just pop into writing stand up, pop out and work your job. Yeah, it's impossible. It's like you have to like really be in it. That's like almost saying like during the workday, like autumn oh, time to work out. It's like, well, you got a couple minutes. Like once you just start jogging in place, you're like, fucking no, bitch. That's like insane. Like, yeah. You got to get warmed up. You got to get into it. And once you're into it, you don't want to pop out of it. And you're right. Yeah, it's to the point. And it sucks because, you know, when you're younger, you have to juggle the two jobs. But I think you're so young, then you're like excited to kind of sneak away. Like at my desk, when I worked at the architecture firm, I had like notepads and that's when you find every idea funny. You're hacky. <laughs> so you're like, oh, my God, airplanes are weird. And you like write a whole page. So you're getting used to it. But then as you get older, you filter out what you think's funny and what's not. But like, yeah, there's a point where you have to just – I mean it's like fuck this thing. That's why I, I've been conscious of that and I was like I just want to save up. I always thought – and it's funny looking back to, to tell the younger me like – when you start comedy, you're like, oh, one day I'm going to become a headliner or something's going to happen where I make money. But then you get cl- older and older and older to closer to headlining and you start to learn the numbers of things. And you're like, oh, I don't think it's like a – it's not like a transition where it's like a smooth like here you go now. Like, Not at all. It doesn't naturally happen. You literally like have to like plan to leap off. Like I'll lift the veil like as far as – you know, I make X amount of dollars a week, you know, for my day job. And then, which is clearly enough to cover all my bills and savings. Um, thankfully, I have a savings. So, you know, God bid, you know, God forbid, whatever. Show but off. then, hey, oh, but no, <laughs> what I'm getting at, it's like, I think I'm in a class of newer headliners where we're getting this month, this year, we have one roughly a month on average through the first half of the year one headlining date but it's like unless you're selling out like i might make f- six to fifteen hundred dollars per gig so it's like okay that's only one a month and it's like those are hard to get mm-hmm. and now you're like shit so it's kind of alleviating the bleeding but then you do the math you're like damn i gotta make like i gotta do a lot more one-nighters or have my social media pop off but like just goes to show like and to be at my this level now it requires your whole day to constantly be writing doing new content for social media to be to get more fans there i mean the number is one to one now as far as like if your followers go up you sell more tickets you make more money that's it's like bing bing ding so it's like and it's crazy at this level i need my whole day to make content and write so at a rate where I can post every day, write every day, so then when people come to see me, I'm good enough joke-wise that they want to come back. And then also how much time you spend doing the email list, reaching out to marketing yeah, it's to crazy. get people. I mean, yeah, it's like you think growing up, you're like, I'm just going to quit one day and have an agent and they're going to do everything. I'm like, yeah, they don't – agents only want to mess with people who can sell tickets. Yeah, It's like I don't understand any of that. So you got to do a lot of it yourself and it's uh, – that's why I drink. 
That's why I drink a lot of stuff. Um, but I mean, it's exciting and you learn all the parts, but it's just like, oh, wow. There's, you feel like you're walking, like making it an entertainment. It's like you're walking the wrong way up a river and you think like, oh, it should, the flow should, the flow should calm down at some point and you're like, it's getting harder still. That's such a good analogy. It literally, you're like, it's literally not stopping. And the only thing to make it stop is when you're following, aka the rocks below, you start to lift you up out of the water. And you're like, oh, but even then, it can get worse again. But you're like, it is just like, if anything, it just gets harder. You're like, man, I miss the days where you're like naive and you do the shows and like around LA, 10 minutes here. That, like, that's easy, although I was equally, if not more, scared then. But now. <laughs> But now, like, then you go to a venue, you're like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night, I'm like, God, I have to sell enough tickets where it's not embarrassing. I have to sell enough tickets where I make enough money to cover all our shit. Then on top of that, you go there, you're like, I have to be funny enough where they want to come back. So you're like, then you're like, this business opened their doors for me. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy. That's scary. That's why I, I am quitting my job. <laughs> I'm slowly just texting them under the table, like, I do part-time I, go, Can I, do part-time? <laughs> I would tell my younger self is to not be like what you said like you're waiting for this moment to feel like okay it's time for the next level like you're gradually naturally growing and you never realize it that you're growing and you just are but like I was comfortable doing pretty much nothing for 10 years just mm. doing shitty shows yeah, you're getting that little that little uh, vortex of just shows in LA and you're like if you don't make yourself get more time you have to make those opportunities happen whether you book yourself on a show or you ask somebody but yeah which he's been telling me this for probably about a year maybe more now but I'm finally gonna listen yeah. no it's I'm ready now I wasn't ready when you first told me but um, June, I'm going to plan my first headlining set. That's great. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited. Do you want a feature for me? <laughs> Things are getting worse. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I don't care. Can, uh, can I? I don't know. I'm working the door like the stamping like, tickets. Like, how am I like, going like, up? Do you want to host? They're like, no, the venue. You're going to see people. <laughs> but I think it'll be a good push from like now to I have six months to turn a feature set, which is 25 minutes into 45 to an hour. It's a lot uh, of work. But there's a lot of stuff I'm excited about writing. And with him writing every day, I feel like it's going to help me write every day. <sighs> it should. It's a lot. It's hard. But it is I mean, hard. It was very, I swear I'm having fun. Um <laughs> But with writing, it's like it's harder to pop back in. When you write every day, it feels good. It's always on your mind. You just can't get out. It's like I feel like this year we're having the same complaints as last year. Um, as in like I wish we wrote more. I wish we were. I mean, it's just a fucking it's it's every day. And then I have those like once a month. I'm just like I snap and I go, how many times you got to say this yourself before it makes sense to you? <laughs> Where I'm like. I don't write enough, blah, blah, blah. And I tell I'm, – I'm very brutally honest with myself and I'm to the point where I'm like, you'll – you're this won't work because you don't write. Yeah. Like it literally will get to the point where – and I'm starting to see like parts of it where it's like we're doing Atlanta and Boston, which I just did last year. And I'm like arguably the same set, which in my defense, the way I had this rationale when I would feature more, it's like 
I mean, you're still working on the jokes, but I still, I'm going to call bullshit on that. And it's like, if you wrote more, you would have more stuff to say. And it's easy to just say the same things, whether you think you're tweaking and honing them. It's like, you should still be adding, writing new parts and blah, blah, blah. So it's crazy because, you know, I even told my boss today where I was explaining, I'm like, yeah, I just need time to devote to comedy to like write more. I go, it's to the point where I'm like, I'm going back to cities where I have a lot of the same set. And I go, you don't want people to come. And then they're like, I just heard a lot of those jokes last year. And then the next year you go, you go, nah, I don't probably want to go. Like that's, you have a lot more new jokes than you think you do. Though. I know, but it's still like terrifying where you're like, you don't need people like, well, it's all the same shit. And you're like, <laughs> and, you're like <laughs> and then you look, think of all the times where I'm on the couch just like watching TV when I could have been like working hard and writing. But in you a week, don't ever sit on the couch and say, watch TV. I will say an asterisk of it's tough in LA because the shows are f- so far and few lately where you're like, yeah, you can write, but it's like really writing isn't complete without doing the jokes in front of people. Yeah, it's, that's what generally sucks, and a lot of comics can vouch for me on that. Uh, all of the comics, besides ten people, it sounds like you were bitching, but you're like, eh, some of it's justified. But like that in particular note is like very true. Where you're like, I mean, there's nowhere to get out. The city's dog shit. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna pee. Okay, go. Be right back. <laughs> Worst part about tucking in a shirt is just when you have to pee. That's a whole next level of of yeah. uh, steps. You do that thing where you uh, basically pull your pants down and put your shirt down and pull your pants up over it. What do you do when you tuck in your shirt? Like if you go to the bathroom, or the easiest way is you basically unbutton your pants, pull them down a little, let your shirt lay flat, and then you pull your pants over it rather than being like ramming your hand in your pants. Oh yeah, I do that. Yeah, and then a ram. I do a tuck and a ram. Tuck and ram. Tuck and ram. Uh, yeah, we weren't complaining before. We were just explaining. But I think looking back, we learned a lot this year. This was a good year. Yeah, it's you know every year. It's uh, But this year more than I think any year. I agree. Because we're at the point where you're just doing it now and you're like, all right, I'm in the cycle. You're in the final like phase of just growing, in my opinion. I know that you can always get bigger, but you're like, once you start getting on the road more and doing that, you're like – this is where you just start grinding, like where people like even like Bill Burr is like, you know, he was on the road headlining, doing stuff like that for like years. And he's just like, what the fuck? But I'm like, at least you're like, it's not like you're like some kid in L.A. doing 10 minutes here and there. You're like, which is exciting. But, you know, I'm, I'm excited to finally. And it's like one thing I need to do this year on top of one thing I need to do this year with all that is enjoy it more. <laughs> It's so easy to get caught up in every reason under the sun that I just discussed about freaking how stressful certain things are. But you're like, so I bring Mandy because she enjoys a lot of it way more than I do. And I'm like, <laughs> like following along with her. I'm like, I feel like almost fake it until I'm like, yeah, I am having fun. I'm like, wait, you weren't having fun? <laughs> I'm just stressed. I mean, I swear to God, I, I heard a story of your favorite comic, Sarah Silverman, where she takes beta or used to, takes or t- used to take beta blockers. Do you know what that is? I do, and I forgot. It's basically like after guys have heart attacks, they take beta blockers to keep their kind of like adrenaline and everything low. Okay. So basically it's like to just make you not nervous, which I'm like, man, I fucking – part of me is like I want, I don't like doing shit like that because then you get addicted to it or you're like you need that where I'm like I'd rather get good where you don't get nervous. But I'm like, I mean, fuck, I still just like – 
I get more nervous like in moments where I can't remember a jo- if I have new jokes I can't remember but, but I'm like god damn I just sometimes get so nervous if you think of the end of 2023 your nerves and now it is a world of a difference oh you mean 2022 or just like beginning of oh, the, year. Tw- the end of 2022 I mean yeah last year before that show in Boston I was like just shitting bricks all week <laughs> To the point where I had that thing with my eye where it was stress-related where basically – and it's fine. And when I, hey, when I tell people something and I'm like, it wasn't a big deal and they're like ah, – ah. but anyways, I had like a spot in my eye because basically I was so stressed. Fluid was building up behind my eye and I saw like – you ever look at a light and then you look away and you see the shape? I had like basically that in the corner of my eye and I went and I was freaking out. I saw it in Boston first. And then throughout the whole weekend, you know, so leading out to Boston, stressed out, noticed it. No, okay, let me pull back. I was in <laughs> Reno. I was stressed out about headlining. Two weeks later, I was in Reno featuring, and I remember I noticed it there. Tried like ignoring it, thought it'd go away. Tech messaging my doctor, and then uh, going to Boston, Chicago, all that shit. I literally was like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, and it was all stress because it's just like, I was like, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. And I should just be confident. That's one thing. I need to be more fucking confident with my – start crying. <laughs> but like even like the jokes. Like we saw that girl post the joke that I was doing like a few months ago, which I did on the show. She was on that. No big deal. And then she posted it. Interesting. <laughs> but like sometimes you ever throw a joke away and you're like it was doing good, whatever. But like some, you know, sometimes I'll for, generally forget to do it. But other times like it doesn't work once or twice and you stop caring about it. And then someone else does it, and you're like, motherfucker, I need to be more confident with those jokes. Be like, no, they are funny that when I wrote them. I've said this before, but the Atomic Habits – no, not Atomic Habits. Big Magic book. The lady who wrote um, – uh, what was that movie that she went to uh, – Eat, Pray, Love. The, the author oh, yeah, she wrote that book. I know of Eat, you're Pray, Love. Ra- Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> you know I went to speech for my R's? You know I used to talk like that? Um, no, I did not know that. Yeah, I had to go. They, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just, uh, yeah, it was like music. I'd run around in the house and my mom said saying, Power Angels. So all my oars. That's so funny. Your act all out my of your diaper joke, like you do that accent. I Because it, it's my old voice. I know. I'm like, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that. Uh, yeah, so my, I had speech for my R's and my brother had speech for his S's because he had an underbite. Why don't you talk about that on stage? You never do. That's funny. Is it? Yeah, you piss yourself and you say, ooh, <laughs> Right? About the dog about uh, Yeah, maybe. It's always weird when somebody tells you what to write about, and then you're like, really? And it's so, it hits home, you don't find funny in it, but then you're like, oh, that is a funny detail that probably doesn't happen to a lot of people. You don't hear jokes about it. I guess not, but I think the funny thing about it is how every once in a while, it'll slip. Like, we'll be at a restaurant ordering something, I'll be like, I'll have the waddle. You know, like a water. <laughs> really? It'll just like fall out. It doesn't even have to be when it. I'll take the water. Wado. My mouth doesn't even want to like. It sounds so. It feels so bizarre to do that. Wado. It's hit the T and then it's the R. Uh, water. <laughs> I have the water. The water. Oh. Let's not start that. Okay. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Silly talk. What were we silly talking talk. about before that? Listening exercises. Uh, before I you went clearly to, don't remember. Before you went to pee? No, no, no. Right before I went into the R's, I was talking about something. I had no clue what I was stress. talking about. We were talking about stress in the eyes. We're going to get better this year. 
We will get better this year. I was telling my mom. And then I go, one thing I want to get better at is enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Yep. So were you going to say something you didn't? I don't know. Speak up. It is nice Damn being it. a feature, which what. Visa features the best job of ever. Like, I mean, I wish I enjoyed it. is like, there's zero pressure. You just show up, you're like, oh, this is fun. You, f- you fucking get to do whatever, and you're like, all right, I'm done. I always think, like, as I. <laughs> is it funny to you? Is, so is it funny to you? How pissed you must be every time I'm like, wait, what date are we going to Nashville? Uh... Oh, we're going to have a talk. <laughs> we're going to have a big, long talk about that. I can't even remember the dates we're I'm doing. I'm booking flights. Things. I'm doing <laughs> hotels and shit. Like, wait, it's Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm like, it's on the calendar right there. Yeah, it's right there. Uh, but it, it's funny because that's his main mind and mine is editing clips and yeah. all all of my shit you know because we obey the algorithm we do obey the algorithm if you're listening we listen we obey we hear you we love you we love you this is crazy update though on my my stuff yeah. so his algorithm if we talked you talked about your algorithm story mm, your start i woke Give up a in recap. the middle of the night there was a glow of <laughs> coming from the window and it was the algorithm. What did it say to you? It says, you're gay. <laughs> and I was like, what? Are you doing something gay? No, I was laying next to you. <laughs> I was just laying next to you and he's like, it's gay. <laughs> I was like, really? He's like, yeah. And Damn, no, that's I different than my algorithm story. Yeah, I don't know what my story was. No, it's how you, during the quarantine, you started posting your comedy reels. Oh, yeah, I mean... It's so weird how, like, they always catch on to, like, a little trick. Like, yeah. so back then I was able to just – because a lot of my videos I posted, like, once, maybe a couple times for the good ones. And then I noticed everybody was posting every day. And I got that intel from some other friends who were posting – began posting every day and it started to do really well. And then during – oh, wait, during quarantine? Or when you, mean, you first started getting your followers. Oh, what's my – oh, you mean, like, the coming-of-age story where my page grew? or yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I just it started. It all began. That was when Reels was brand new, and they were trying to just pump up anybody who was doing it at a decent level. And that's the difference now. Like, there's, they say it's a lot harder because there's so much more content yeah, online. Everybody, that's why, like, the average, I, I tell you all the time, I'm like, this is such an inside baseball podcast. That's what it's for. It's a stand-up podcast. I know. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, when I had, like, 60,000 followers, after one day, I would have roughly 10% of that in likes for a video. So like 60,000 followers, I'd have like 6,000 likes, maybe eight to seven, 8,000. And I was like, I'm on the trajectory. Like, this is insane. And then the more my followers grew, my average likes started to go down where it was like, I mean, now after a day, I have 180 something thousand after a day, I'm like, if I got 5,000, I'm like, it's a pretty good video. Like, it's just because now there's so many, everybody's posting like reels. Like, I mean, look at go on your phone and it looks at one of your stories. Like, you want to make this a reel by any chance? And you're like, <laughs> and what got me thinking, I go, the more reels they have out there that are different, the more things they can slap advertisements on, meaning the more they can get paid. Mm-hmm. It's fucking bullshit. And it's like, that's where you're like, yeah, people get famous off Instagram, but you're like, it just sucks. We're like, I don't think they give a shit. They're just, they're literally doing it to just make more money going back to my main point. But I had to stop adding images to my reels. I rarely did it, but I realized every time I was doing it, 
is when I would lose my monetiz- monetization. There you go. Thank you. Um, because it would claim it as your copyright. Copyright. That's yeah, bullshit. So now it's like I'll have a part where I'm like, oh my god, it'd be so fun to show a picture of what's happening. Yeah. And I'm like, not worth it. You are not taking my money. No, I mean even, and then even times where it was flacking you when it was not any of that. Yeah, it's and crazy. there's none. Yeah, I think. Uh, I'm curious. I mean, I'm interested because, like, I started dabbling more. I mean, you've been posting every day. It's clearly working. So at least no matter whose theory is out there, and it's so funny, like, we've realized with you, it's like, and across the board, it's like, if you just post every day, it's going to help you. Mm-hmm. If you can sustain that, that's the tough part. But I love, like, when you meet people where I'm like, yeah, if you, I mean, I think right now the through line is just post every day and they go, no, no, I heard from somebody who works there. You only have to do it three times a week now. And I go, I love how, like, everybody's theories are always just to make the process easier. You're like, yeah, or you can just do it every day because I'm sure it's going to work better than whatever the hell you're doing. But then again, we know people who post once or twice a week. But I think if you're going to do that, you have to literally religiously do the same days for like months and months and months and years. Like Bloss, I mean Bloss, he's been posting every once forever. He was posting once a week, just on Sundays forever. He posts one video a week and it would just do good, good for him. Yeah, and his page is huge. I mean, he's almost going to hit a million. Yeah. That's fucking insane. <laughs> I mean, isn't it crazy though? In like five years, like a million is going to be like, that's eh, fine. People with a million followers are not going to be able to sell shit out. That's why when I hit 10,000, which was my first like milestone I wanted to hit, I was like, 10,000, I am very excited because you can not make it there easily. But I was like, now I'm seeing like everyone has 10,000. 10,000 is the new 500. I mean, it's literally nothing. Like, that's why I, I look at mine more now and I'm just like, oh my God, you see other people where you're like, who the fuck doesn't? I mean, and I know you don't, but I you will. But it's like, you're like, who the fuck doesn't have 100,000 followers? Who's actively posting? Like, you know, I, I get anybody who downs the app and doesn't care, but you're like, I mean, Jesus Christ, at this point, you're like, that's, what is that? We know, like, if I had 100,000 followers now, I'd be like, I can't tour. I can't do any of that shit. Like, you just do the numbers and you're like, I don't have enough people. I don't trust Instagram to show my stuff enough to, like, if I have a show. I mean, I'll do a show flyer on my story and get, like, Chappelle just posted about that today, where Mm -hmm. if you post about a show, like, no one is shown it. So you're like, you literally have this random number that's, like, not even a real number. Isn't it insane? Yeah. It's like the fucking debt in America. It's just this fucking <laughs> number that keeps growing that you're like, is this even like real? I mean, <laughs> the fuck's going on? It's insane. So that's the part that pisses me off where you're like, it's this false sense of like celebrity-esque. But for creators like our stand-ups like us, you're like, you're like, I don't, you don't get it. I need, I use that number to like book things and I need to know. And they're just like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. That's annoying. It is annoying. It's terrible. I mean, that's why we do all these like janky little tricks to find out where people live. And then you f- when it boils down to it, then you finally get their emails or whatever. And then you're like, what the fuck? Go to the show. <laughs> God damn it. That's Today what- I got an email to my – I don't think I didn't show you this one. No. So today I posted a reel about shaving your butthole. Nice. And um, for my podcast with Josh Potter. And – I have my, if you go to my website, it's a pop-up to subscribe to my email list. And sometimes I get really fun emails. And today, from Iowa, mm-hmm. shout out Iowa, I uh, got an email from, it said, suck my dick at shavemybutthole.com. 
like, bro. Oh God, you take the time to do I that. Know. Man, there that is a you know, like it's one thing to hate people, but like how people act on the internet, you're like, it is just a new level of like you are lucky you're hiding behind whatever this is. Yeah. Even these no it is more times than none. It's like it's the people who are like fifty five and up who don't realize like you're like you realize when you post insanely awful things like everybody can see it. Mm-hmm. It's usually that. I mean that the person who did that's probably some young little prick. But <laughs> oh my god! I mean I already I did that. I did my new stand up page and I already got in trouble for chirping back at somebody. You're like, and I said to you and it's like. This is what's unfair as a creator. You're supposed to be like, with great power comes great responsibility. You're like, AKA, you can have a hundred people telling you you're a piece of shit and you suck. And if you write back something semi rude to one person, your page gets flagged and nobody is ever seeing your stuff again. Mm-hmm. You're like, they're literally, I mean, we always talk about this new world order where they're going to shut people off and get microchipped and shut off. I'm like, we're literally in that right now. <laughs> we're literally microchipped our phones. And our whole life is on the fucking phone, social media, and our livelihood. But if you do one wrong thing, they're going to shut you off, a.k.a. what they fucking do with violation, our community guidelines. You're like, that's insane. I swear to God, I want a chip up my ass. We've Good. I want about this. Yeah, I want to be, if I go missing, I want you to be like, this fucker's in the damn woods. <laughs> and some you see some guy dancing naked around me as I'm tied up. And I'm like, can you get him? So... <laughs> dancing naked in the wood and i'm like i'm just like i'm tied up and i'm like (laughs) but yeah i don't like if i'm gonna give you all of my information through my phone right at least put a chip up my ass so if someone harms me you can find me Uh, yeah it's i mean everything about us is on the internet and then now we're like i'm not i don't want to be found you're like okay yeah, find me. Yeah, find the fuck out of me. You find like a lot of things now through like Apple Watches and stuff, but like I want it up the ass so they can't. All right, take with the up. ass. <laughs> Jesus, because they're like, how about the wrist? You're like the ass. I was trying to see how many times I could say it. I heard it. you said it twice, but I was like, <laughs> shove it in my ass. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to get found. Oh my god, like, it's so. Put it in my ass. <laughs> oh my god! Scary. No, I'm just kidding. They're like, they're like Mandy, that was not a microchip. That was just a potato chip. You're like, I'm practicing. I know, but it's scary. I mean, they can totally just. Sh- I mean, going back to my story, as you said, where my page was growing and growing, and growing, and growing, and then literally last November. Not this past one, the one previous. I posted a joke, had a dilated pupil. I said, hey, I'm selling meth. Come to my, come to my meth sale. And it was a ticket link. I said meth sale, and it was a ticket link. It was a link to my show in Spokane. At that point, I was gaining hundreds of followers a day. And the second I posted that, it literally – there was like the insight graph. And then the day I posted that, it was a one – it was a just a complete drop to losing followers every day. And you're like – and it came off. Finally, a year a year to date, it came off. But since that day, my page has it should been like my river analogy, where you're like, at first it was getting easy. You're like, oh shit, you're. Gro-. I mean, you're growing every day. You like, you see how it is, and imagine one day just you do something by accident and it just stops, and you're like, and like no matter what I would do, I would do viral video. Like things would go well for me, and it just I never got that momentum they had given me previous, which makes me and I've said to you. 
when you post every day, you're getting a little credit every day. And, mm-hmm. and months later, you start to have this big piggy bank and people who like are just consistently posting every day. Like you have this currency where they're like, all right, let's feed more people to them. Okay, they're doing good. New shit. New little d- token. Let's feed more and more and more. And what I basically did was my violation. They fucking took all that thing away and then you're starting from scratch. And at that point, upset. and literally at that point, I ran out of videos to post and I was just like, all right, I can't sustain, which is why I'm quitting my job. <laughs> so, well, shit. Well, shit is right. But, you know, it's all exciting. It's stressful. But I, I think the through line of me leaving, it's like I told myself and you, but I'll say myself for the podcast uh, <laughs> is like when you like having a day job where it's just black and white, it's like type this, send this, do that. You're like, you can do it. And you're like, oh, I'm doing work. It's like when you have a creative job where it's like, I need to do videos every day. It's like some days you're just not going to have, your brain just doesn't work. And you, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm still trying to wrap my head around like, do you force something out to do it? And maybe because I have a full day, something, if I'm in like out there with a camera, I'll figure it out. But what I also want to do is like, if you, firstly, like my first week or so off, it's like, Allow yourself days to just not do anything. Like I couldn't think of it today. You know, show up like that woman who wrote that book. Her magic. Yeah. Her thing is like. That's what I was talking about. I know. I know. The muse where they blame creativity on this little whimsical thing called the muse. And sometimes it shows up and sometimes it doesn't. But her thing is like if you just sit down and like to write some days at work, some days it's the muse shows up and you do great. So it's like that's where I need to be like, okay, whether I Film the film will be that filming a new idea will be the variable, uh, but at least like try to sit down and write new things. But I mean, even like the filming thing we're learning, it's so hard to like. I can see why movies suck now because you can like read it fifty times on script. You're like, this is great, and then I go to film it. I'm like, what was the missing thing? Yeah, and it's a lot longer. They can't just. It's fucking crazy where you're like, you can read it, read it, read it. Like the fucking fart video I did, I'm like, this is great, this is great. Or even a few of the other ones you helped me film, and I'm like, on paper, you're like, this is funny. And then you film it, and you're like, on video, it's not. What the hell? And then the ones that are not on paper, not funny on paper, are funny on video. So I'm trying to, like, I'll, hopefully I'll learn that and become a production company and gain followers and then never stand up. <laughs> So. Do a Michael Keaton where you just like I totally would, dip. The more I see how hard stand up is, although I really like stand up and I would love. I really do all this for stand-up. I don't – I like the, you know, the the fact that people recognize me because of videos, but you're like, it's very fun to – stand-up's more rewarding by far because people like you for your weird personality and shit. It's definitely the best. I was telling my mom, I was like, I think my – if I could choose anything in this industry, it would be to have a two successful podcasts. Oh, my God. I want that too. And a stand-up career. Yeah. That's one thing I do – I will start during one of my time off. I'll have time now. I mean, it's like when you work all day, you're like, I fucking, I can't even think right now. I need to like sit down and not lose my mind. But now I'm excited to start the podcast. Yeah, it'd be great. It's going to look just like this. It's going to look, I'm going to use the, the this. And <laughs> you'll be sitting there. It's just, you don't even know whose episode it is. <laughs> you know what I wanted to talk about before we wrap it up, close it up? Crap it up. Crap it up. Clope it up. Is um... Mandy has a thing where she thinks she says words correctly and she <laughs> has no idea. She... She's like, um, the trajectory. <laughs> and that was the word. I said trajectory. I said the trajectory. And I was like, what are you saying? She Kay. goes, in conclusion. <laughs> I'm like, 
But projectory sounds correct because you're projecting the future. You're not trijecting the future. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're like speaking another language. You're not trijecting the projecting future. <laughs> what what, what do you call it? Projectory? I was projecting. Projectory. <laughs> and the funniest thing is after I said projecting in the sentence to him, I was like, please don't have him call me out on this. I was like, I hope I said that right. It says projectory. Um... I was projecting something. You said project. Uh, projectory <laughs> is an open source platform, independent web. I mean, it's, I don't know. See exactly what I meant. Yeah, I don't know. She just makes up words and I'm sitting there just like, am I crazy right now? Well, this is the thing with words. Miscellaneous. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing with big words. You pick them up and you try to use them from hearing other people say them, but it's like song lyrics. You hear it the wrong way and then that's what you just say. I know, but trajectory is a pretty <laughs> common word. Don't don't try to I know what you're saying. But sometimes it's words where you're like, maybe you're thirty-three. <laughs> Don't say my age. This is Hollywood. I'll bleep it out. But what I wanted to talk about before we wrap it up is Twin Peaks. Twin Twin Flames. Twin Flames. Twin Peaks is... Twin, that's a show I've never watched. Um, The documentary Twin Flames. Yep. Oh, my God. So we're the couple who can never find something we want to watch. One, because he doesn't like TV shows. He only uh, likes documentaries. Pause. You don't like TV. You don't like movies, rarely. You like, tr- like, you watch, I come what? in, she's watching Hallmark Channel. I love Hallmark Hall- Christmas movies. Well, you like all Hallmark movies. I go, Hallmark movie feels like a goddamn commercial that's way too long. I'm like, I mean, I get the endearing thing. Like, every scene is someone catching a puppy, and I'm like, what is going on here? It's happy. Yeah, what is, what do you, what's, are you that miserable? You gotta watch people, like, fake happy the whole time? No, they are really happy. Yeah, that's insane to me. Someone, it, it always starts with someone's death, and then a bad relationship. I wonder why she laughs at everything now, where she's like, <laughs> <laughs> just watching every, but then you like romantic comedies where husbands get cheated on, and they're glorifying it. Oh, he's really upset with these movies, where yeah. he doesn't like rom-coms, because he thinks that the women. The plumber comes over, and her and him and the, the plumber and the wife have a connection. She's like, I can't, I marry, but I mean, the plumber had such a connection. I'm like, yeah, because your husband's at work busting his ass. <laughs> Because let's go to the or cut to the earlier in the podcast. Hey, girls don't work as much because he's making money for you. You did have a really funny point of view on rom coms where you said that they make the original boyfriend, the one that is the become the bad guy, which he's the bad guy, no right. shit, because <sighs> she's cheating on him or uh, she's over him. Uh, what did you say? Oh, uh, what did I say? It was so funny. I've never heard that point of view before. Damn them. You were defending the the male that gets dumped in the beginning for being the bad guy. I mean, because, like, I mean, isn't well, – I can't remember what I said, but wouldn't have to do something with the fact that, like, I mean, she's, like, meeting in other dudes and flirting with them. I mean, it has to be something <laughs> along that lines of, like, you know – Well, it's usually the she's guy – She's, like, easily – so easily, co- like, co- uh, like wh- when is there going to be a rom-com where – and maybe there is, like, where – the guy is with the shitty girl and meets another girl. Is that one? Is that how come it's always the angle of like the woman's the lead and then the it's the supplemental characters of the men? I go because it's accepted that way. <laughs> it's a good 
good point. How come there's never one where a guy's like, this girl sucks and he cheats on her? Like, look at this fucking pig. That girl's working hard. <laughs> Flip flop it. The guy's stay at home dad, and then the mom, the wife's working, and then the dad meets some fucking girl. Like, we just get it better. And then, you know, look at, I mean, uh, that's wedding, what you're talking wedding about. Wedding, cra- crashers. wedding crashers. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? You invited like a man. You clearly have a crush on this man. You invite him back to your family's thing. I I mean, it's just insane that it all in front of your husband who's like kind of, str- you're like, I don't know. So you're pro Owen Wilson and wedding pro crashers. Owen, I'm, no, he's a fucking little snake. Oh wait, snake. he was the bad guy. You're Bradley pro Cooper. Bra- you're pro Bradley Cooper. I mean, what did he, re- I mean, he was like, yeah, like a little, he said a couple like slightly misogynistic quips. Like, twice and you're like yeah okay i get it that's planting the seed maybe the relationship's all like that but you're like i mean is that enough to fucking cheat on him <laughs> dump him then <laughs> what the fuck yeah all these fucking whores in these movies no but they also yep. they have had the movies where the guy is mad at the girl because she's constantly at work and working too hard and focusing on her career. what movies that there's a lot of them what movie is that, Mandy? Um, <laughs> it's not the Hallmark Channel. No, there are. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, sometimes we find shows though. I don't. I generally don't like. Sh- I mean, I'm a very. See? You I, just almost said but it. But I do. I I sometimes I don't want to give like a show. I mean, what was that one we started watching? The wrestler show where I was like, you know, was twenty minutes in, you're like, this sucks. And I get so jaded from those where I'm like, let's just watch something we know we like because I don't want to have the two hours we have to chill on the couch be experimenting with a show that's dog shit. But what I was saying was we found a show that was one of those that you can't stop watching was the Twin Flames show. That Documentary, was not a show. Basically, these people, I'll explain it. These people, um, this guy, girl, have a, a online course to find your Twin Flame, which is essentially your, like, you know, your soulmate as they can know that's their term for soulmate and then but they're basically you know they promise they'll they'll help you find your twin flame and then they charge people an amount for taking their classes and this and the other and it's basically a big ponzi pyramid scheme where ponzi scheme i don't know what the term which one it is not pyramid but you got to keep taking, you got to keep taking classes and classes and you become a coach and take classes and they're it it's it's insane and i mean it's there this guy now is telling people that they're this is such a terrible you can't clip any of this i'm sorry i'm like rambling it's okay you can just explain it basically and then they're you know telling people that they should be with this person and um you know a lot of the people taking the classes are broke and but it's also like a like a religious thing where like a lot of the members of this twin flame university are convinced that their family is toxic when they're saying you shouldn't be in things like that. So then they well, stop they talking Well, they make them not like their family. Right, because the family's like, what are you doing? Don't be there. And then they t- vent that to the twin flame guy. And he's like, yeah, you can't talk to those people because they're toxic. They're trying to see. They're trying to get They're trying to get in the way of you finding your ten- twin flame. And then this person. So, like, they're all nerds and f- losers. Well, it. They're all fucking losers. No, they're not. But I mean, they're they're desperate. I get when people are like so lonely, they're just so de- – they'll do anything. And then to have their family be like, that's stupid. Don't do that. They're like, well, I'm not going to – I'm going to write you off right now. It's sad when you watch any of these cult shows 
And the 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 craziest thing out of all of it was, so it got to a point where they guaranteed that you would find your twin flame. Right. And they weren't finding their twin flame. People got, um, she got, uh, what is it called when you can't you can't be near someone? Uh, um, oh, she got like a restraining order. Restraining order. order. One got a restraining order, was in jail. Like everyone was Because like, they keep saying, the guy said uh, he doesn't like me. They go, keep going. He yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't realize you're the twin flame. Just keep pushing. And then this woman literally got to the point where she had a restraining order and then randomly was, randomly was at a club that he was at and then the cops arrested her. Yeah, so they would just push them into being the. They're pretty much forcing you to be a psychotic, crazy person. Because when you first meet somebody, like you have a crush, and you're like, maybe this is gonna be the right. one. You're very optimistic, and then it doesn't work out, and that's that. And you're like, it wasn't meant to be. But instead, they turn that it wasn't meant to be into, oh no, it's meant to be. And they have this term where if you don't think it's working out, they go, well. You need to do the mirror exercise, which is basically them self-reflecting and finding out what's wrong with them <laughs> so to convince themselves that that person is a twin flame. Because basically this guy's selling like, I'm going to find you a person that is your twin flame. And then they mention somebody goes, that's it. That's it right there. And then he does whatever he can to get them to pursue them and make it work. And if it's not working, he blames the person uh, that's in the university, not this random twin flame that's like trying to live their life. So it's fucked up. But then, I mean, it got to the point in the episodes <sighs> where these people are like, hey, man, you know, we're, none of us are finding our twin flame. What the fuck's going on? And he goes, no, why? He goes, let me go. I'm going to go back and meditate. <laughs> and I mean, the whole university is a lot of like uh, it's all wi- women. women, couple nerdy people, maybe a few transgenders. But like he comes back and he's like, I figured it out. He goes, you're actually gay. You're bisexual. You two are twin flames. And now he's trying to twin flame the classmates so he can keep it contained in the group. But the, the weird thing is he didn't say that they're gay. They said you're masculine. Yeah, he goes, you either a feminine energy feminine energy or masculine energy. And he'd go to like a woman be like, you have masculine energy. You actually, I don't know if you know this. And he just pounds them and brainwash them. And mind you, his wife is involved. It's not just him. We're just yeah. saying him for the sake of Well, she just sits there and barely there. talks. Yeah, so, I mean, he did it to the point where a woman got convinced she was a lesbian and then transitioned. Two of them transitioned. That's uh, two or just the one. I one, thought two did. Remember, one did, and then she kind of popped back out of it, and she was like, in the she was in, getting interviewed quite a bit. But I think there was two. But anyways, it just was watching these cults. It makes sense, and it all comes down to that people just really want love, and it's so freaking sad. And it's sad that somebody – there is things out there, whether people want love or whatever, that like these other people, whether you want to call them smart or not, they capitalize on that thing that people – I mean it's like it's like a bar. I mean it's – people are alcoholics. I mean any addiction or – I guess not – that's not an addiction, but – Alcohol is. No, I'm saying the love one, so that's not a good example. I mean but. it's definitely not it's, – it's other issues that are leading to this. It's yeah. – well, they're just lonely and they'll do anything to fucking, you know, that's crazy. But if you guys haven't, I don't know if we sold you on and it. And do the one on Netflix because there's randomly the same yeah. one on Amazon, which I'm like, it's the same documentary just from made by somebody else and it's not as good. So It's wow. so weird that there's two of the same, but it is so fun when you find a really good, good binge. We couldn't yeah. stop watching it. Yeah, it's tough. I feel like that's like when you find a good song. It comes every like once a month, once every two months. When I find a good song, I will just have it on repeat. I know. I miss I miss that. I was like at the gym 
back when we were going to the gym and then i was like because we do p90x now oh yeah we didn't talk about P90X. we made a time machine it's actually 2007 here right now um no but uh yeah i mean when you can listen to a song like 15 times in a row and not get sick of it you're like that's a good feeling oh yeah and then one day you're like feeling. i'm gonna kill myself if i hear this one more time <laughs> that's us with our food right now we're like this is good and then three days later i'm like if i eat this i will jump out that window yeah and it's only on the first floor but it's It'll Ooh, still hurt, it'll maybe. Hurt. When we hurt. first started dating, this guy, P90X. Yeah. Uh, P90X, P90X enthusiast. Uh, I just, it was, it's just a good workout and they make you do things that you normally wouldn't do at the gym, in my opinion. So three years into this relationship, yeah. I have caved. Yeah. Although we were doing the gym prior to this, but it just wasn't, I don't, I feel like, man, I don't know, like, especially in a city, gyms now are so overcrowded you can't do a workout at a pace to burn the amount of calories you should burn without staying there for like two hours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just don't want to do that. Although we were both content with the gym for the most part. And then we kind of, you mentioned like, oh, I, I want to like freeze the membership and blah, blah, blah. And I was like. I was going to take December off because yeah, we're the, out of town right. a lot. And you were going to freeze your Equinox, Miss Fancy Girl don't membership. Don't even get me started. I Don't get that me is, started. Don't get, don't even. Going back to girls with. And I have money. That's so weird. Started. I'm like, I wonder why. Um, I, this is my one expense. Yeah. You get a lot of one expenses. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> it yeah. is. It is Anyways, my expense. Yeah. So, but then I was like, oh, we should do P90X. And then I got all excited, bought a bunch of new dumbbells, <laughs> bought her dumbbells. So, yeah, we're doing it. Once you have the the weights that make it work, like this is a hard, I mean, it's a legitimate hard workout. I don't care who you think you are and, oh, it's stupid. No, it's, it's hard. Week it, one, I was very mad. About all of it. She was pouting all the time. Like, this is dumb. No one, I was so No adults upset. do this move. I go, what, well, he jump? Has knee, he has, like, shit doing, we're doing, like, high school gym class, like, knee-ups and, like, butt kicks. I'm like, fuck. If you were at Equinox and did that, you're like, that was a really That's so well-rounded not true. workout. I have weightlifting programs I follow. Anyways, week one, every brightness of me was flaming. I had flames. Um, but week two... Much better. Yeah, she shut her trap. <laughs> week I three, did, she better be smiling or... I did feel bad week one because I was like, this is not what he was expecting me bitching the whole time. But I also was dealing with not going to my gym. That's my happy place. Sh- and watching yeah. this fucking guy on the TV from 1933. Mm. But um, now I'm really enjoying it. I got This is our new Equinox. <laughs> it's called e- Equinots. <laughs> Uh, well, do you want to plug away the shows we're doing coming up? Uh, He's headlining his little booty off. Yeah. First one when we come back uh, will be Atlanta in uh, January 24th. We have Nashville January 26th, and then Boston uh, February. Are you laughing? What are you spilling yourself? I spilled my wine. Um, and then uh, Boston uh, February 3rd. And then there's some other dates, but for now, we'll just worry about those. Great. Great. Come on out. That's great. That's great. That's great. Thank you guys so much for watching. Come see us on the road. And uh, if you're hiring, call. (laughs) 